0: Shalom and welcome to the Union of Messianic Jewish Congregations Weekly Torah Commentary Series. I'm Matt Absalon from Congregation Beit Tafila in Hollywood, Florida. This week we're discussing Parashat Shemot. Our text begins in Exodus the fourth chapter and verses 12. Now therefore go and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. But he said, O my Lord, please send someone else. Then the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. This week, we read of Moses' first encounter with God at the burning bush. In this conversation, Moses finds himself wrestling with the great battle of the saints, faith versus fear. And his fear nearly won the day. But for God, but for God, God is faithful and long suffering. Now, I want to be clear in setting the tone for this reflection. I'm not judging Moses, and I'm not suggesting that his response was faint hearted. Clearly, Moses' life bears a witness of incredible courage strength of willpower and faith. To that end, let's look at some lessons that we may learn from his conversation with God on top of Mount Sinai. For starters, don't be so sure that a face-to-face encounter with God will alleviate us of our fears. So often, we look for a mountaintop encounter in hopes that it will be the catalyzing moment of our life, bringing clarity of direction, along with that unshakable willpower that is displayed by the heroes of faith. But in reality, God's voice and calling often take a very different form. No burning bushes, no earthquake, no thunder and lightning, perhaps just a still, small voice. If we do not listen to the still, small voice, there is little hope that we will listen to God face to face. Secondly, it is important to affirm that Moses' fears were very real, and yours are too. Clearly. Some fears are more material than others. However, oftentimes it's the immaterial fears that hamstring our faith in ways that material fears cannot. According to the National uh, Social Anxiety Center, the fear of public speaking is a most common phobia ahead of death. It seems many of us share in Moses' fears. Hmm. So how do we overcome our fears? The answer rests in the hands of the Almighty God, who has promised us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. God reassures Moses that his omnipotence and omnipresence are greater than Moses' fears. This should reassure us, too. Finally, God stands behind his calling. Although Moses' fears were real, as yours are too, God's presence goes with him and will bring him through the shadow of fear up to the mountaintop of victory. Later, we see Moses reiterating his fears to God in a very transparent way. Then Moses turned to the Lord and said, O Lord, why have you done evil to this people? Why did you ever send me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done evil to this people, and you have not delivered your people at all. But the Lord said to Moses, now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. Moses does not hide his fears and frustrations from the Lord. Quite the opposite. He verbalizes them. And the Lord responds to Moses, if I may use the modern vernacular, relax Moses, I've got this. God's calling is greater than our fears. A singularly important question arises in this discussion and it is this, how do I discern God's calling for my life? This is the question of the ages for all of those seeking to do God's will. And I like to categorize God's calling into two distinctive categories. One, God's passive calling And two, God's assertive calling. God's passive calling is much easier to define than God's assertive calling. Using myself as an example, I was born a male. Therefore, God has called me to be a son, a brother, a husband, a father, and by his good grace, a grandfather and a great-grandfather. This calling is not less important than God's assertive calling. God's assertive calling, in contrast, comes to us in a variety of ways. To Moses, it was a burning bush. To Jacob, it was a dream. To Elisha, it was a passing of a mantle. To Manoah and his wife, it was an angel. To Paul the apostle, it was an epiphany. To King David, it was the anointing of oil. To Samuel, it was the audible voice of God. To Elijah, it was a still small voice. To many of our forefathers, the calling was simply presented as an opportunity to Joseph and Daniel, it was the opportunity to be faithful, the opportunity to respond to the challenges of life in a godly way, the opportunity to serve. What is God's assertive calling for your life? That's for God to know and you to find out through prayer, attentiveness, and faithfulness. One thing is for sure, and that is that God has called each and every one of us, and that his calling is greater than our fears. Whatever your calling may be, as a son or a daughter, a mother or a father, a husband or a wife, a leader or a follower, I would encourage you with the word spoken to our forefather Joshua. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Hazak, my friends, Hazak. Now therefore go and live out God's calling in your life. This is Matt Absalon signing off and wishing you a hearty Shabbat Shalom. For more commentaries like this one, visit umjc.org forward slash commentaries.